Hello, and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds, but also preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Well, this past week, Jason had the opportunity of preaching our AM sermon, and he kind of kicked off our upcoming VBS, and we'll be talking a lot more about that here and uh, at the end of this program and coming programs as we talk about these things. But the theme we're going to be using for our VBS for our children is Trust and Obey, and it's all built around the concept of trees from the Bible. And so uh, we want to begin, first of all, as we talk about this, to talk about what's the characteristic of a tree and a Christian. I mean, you you know, for somebody who may have never thought about this, uh, they may think, well, why did you pick a tree? (laughs) And in a moment, we're going to run through some references in our Bible to see how many times trees are used. But just just for someone, you know, just randomly, you know, thinking about this, they may say, well, why don't you pick up butterflies? Or, you know, (laughs) what, what is it about a tree? And it's something that God uses. And God uses this as an illustration of his people. So what are some of the characteristics we would find? Sure. We we will see, as you mentioned, that these really are all over the Bible. And God, I, I love how he will create something and then reference it in order to teach us about ourselves. Just the master teacher in every sense. We started on Sunday by noticing from Psalm 148, trees praise God along with many other aspects of creation. I appreciated our young song leader leading us just before the sermon in Hallelujah, Praise Jehovah, a a hymn that Christians have sung for many, many, many years. Uh, Some perhaps don't realize it's really just the words of Psalm Psalm 148. And so in the third verse of that well-known hymn, we hear uh, fruit trees and cedars, mountains and hills praise the name of their creator. And we also, of course, are called to praise our creator. From a natural point of view, we observe as we pay attention that trees turn and they grow toward the light. You might have a small tree in a living room and maybe it's just a little too far away from a window and that tree over the course of time will literally grow straight stretch over toward that window in order to get the light that it needs. And of course, Scripture is just full of lessons about light and our need for it. Trees, of course, put down roots. We'll talk a little bit more about roots for ourselves in just a moment. Of course, we know trees bear fruit so also are we uh, called to bear fruit. Trees extend themselves and help other living things. We could go on and on, but we get the idea. God created trees like this and then uses what he has created to teach us. In fact, as best I can tell, and I've, I've seen several make the same claim, I, I think it is a, a correct thing that trees are mentioned in the Bible more than any other living thing other than human beings. That ought to 
at least have our attention. Absolutely. And, and so just to run through just a few quick bullet points about some of the trees in the Bible. Of course, when we open up the very first pages, we, we read about Adam and Eve in the garden. And there are trees, and the serpent tried to get Eve to eat from the fruit of a forbidden tree. And, and so immediately we see this concept of trees in our Bible. We think about uh, Noah building the ark. He used gopher wood. That's a form of a tree he cut and sawed and built the ark with. And so, uh, that, again, is just another reference to that. Uh, Aaron's rod that budded and became like a tree and later was put into the Ark of the Covenant. That, again, is a reference to living trees in the Bible. Uh, the temple that Solomon built was uh, layered with the cedars of Lebanon and how that was used to help build that temple. And, and, and again, that idea we see. The prophet Isaiah would refer to trees in a negative way as he talked about the idol makers, how they'd cut a tree down and cut half of it and burn, to burn it in a fire to get them warm and cook their food. But the other half of that very same tree, they would carve into an idol and then they would worship that. But again, a reference to trees. We think about Absalom, the son of David, and when that war was going on with David's men and Absalom tried to get away and his hair was caught in a tree and he was left hanging in a tree there, and then he died as he was put to death in that way. We remember in the New Testament, little Zacchaeus climbing up that sycamore tree so he could see Jesus. And of course, there's our Lord as he hung upon the cross cross made of wood, cross that came from a tree, even referred to in the book of Galatians as the hanging on a tree. So all throughout the Bible, this idea of trees is abundant. And so we're going to be building our VBS classes around that concept as we think about how important that is. On the last page of our Bibles, the tree of life, of course, makes a, another appearance, and it is described as bearing fruit for the healing of the nations. Trees are all over the place, really, from cover to cover. Lots that we can learn from that. Now, like you said, this past Sunday, I just tried to kind of set the stage. Our VBS now launches in a little less than a month, and we'll be digging in much more into that. But I know, Roger, you had some questions queued up for from this past Sunday morning. Yeah, and, and we really want to kind of wrapped us around this idea of the theme, the title, Trust and Obey. But as we think about trees, and, and a major part of your lesson was to establish roots in Jesus Christ. And when we think about a tree and how the roots are, we, you know, it holds that tree in a firm place. Psalm chapter 1 talks about such similar things as that. So, so let's ask this question, how do we establish roots in the Lord? Right. So... I compared this uh, to our trust, right? Uh, trust and obey, another very well-known hymn that we sing, and our roots being a, a, 
a source of not just refreshment, but stability in tough times. In our Building Blocks track of studies, we've been with the children of Israel on Sunday mornings here in recent weeks, and so many of the things that are happening during that Exodus period and on their way to Mount Sinai and then on their way to the Promised Land is really about them developing trust in God. And so this is not just a something that I say with my mouth or even hold in my heart, but then it, it, it doesn't have any real change or impact on my life. Trust has to do with Okay, my my outlook, my perspective, my sense of hope, how I'm able to battle against the anxieties perhaps that bubble up in my life. And we went to a few passages of Scripture, but I really tried to root the whole thing in Ephesians chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul, of course, has talked about God, his amazing purpose, Jesus, and, and the impact that he can have on all of our lives. Lives, and he concludes this particular context by saying, basically, I'm, I'm praying that according to the riches of God's glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And that's, that's where these roots that we're talking about really are, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So when we take some of those basic phrases and and put them together and think on the level of trust. It has to do with faith, right? Uh, Jesus is the object of my trust. Even though I've never seen him with my physical eyes, never heard him with my physical ears, there is a sense in which he can dwell in my heart through faith, and as I develop that connection with him, as I listen to his words, as I follow his lead, I come to be rooted and grounded in something so much better than this world has to offer. I'm rooted and grounded in God's love. And I like how the psalmist says this in Psalm 62, verse 8, trust in him at all times, O people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, to trust him at all times. You know, there's several references in the Psalms about trusting in things that are not true or not going to last. My trust, he says, is not in the sword or the bow. Or other times he says, I do not trust in horses. Um, what would be modern parallels today to what some people trust? Yeah, uh, to trust in uh, a nation's economy. We know how those things can go up and down. To trust in perhaps a nation's military power or much closer to home, maybe just to trust in myself, my own health, to act as if, well, I've always been healthy, I always will be healthy. To trust in my 
my own wisdom, my own thinking. You know, I don't need anybody to tell me what's right or wrong. I'm, I've got this. I'm just going to do what feels natural uh, to, to trust perhaps someone that would say, well, we don't need to listen to the Bible. That was a long time ago. Grandmas and grandpas are interested in those sorts of things. I just want to do what I want to do. There's lots of ways that we can imitate the wrong crowd in the Bible that elevated themselves or their own possessions or other people above God. And so the follow-up to all that would be, why is trusting those things so bad? Yeah. So many people do it, so what's the danger? So it may not appear to be all that dangerous until a storm comes, right? And that's where roots are so important. I mentioned on Sunday, our general region here had some pretty strong winds. You you might have seen on the news or online various trees that had lost some pretty big limbs on Saturday evening. Uh, you know, we, we don't typically think about roots until either it's really dry or it's really stormy. It's the roots that provide refreshment, right? That dig down deep where water and nutrients are, but roots also serve as an anchor when above ground things are really stormy. We hear Jesus in that famous parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8 say, listen, some people are like these plants that begin to grow but in time of testing, they fall away. Think about a tree that just falls over. And the reason is those all important roots have not been developed. So if you're going to do, give somebody some advice, you know, okay, here, here's somebody and they're starting off. So I want to get my roots in Jesus. I want to trust Jesus. What, yeah. what does that look like on a yeah. practical level? Yeah. You need to find, first of all, other people who love Jesus and are growing right along with him. You need to be an active, plugged-in part of a local church. That will help you grow more than you can possibly imagine. But the the local church is not the end-all, be-all for your own spiritual development, right? In some ways, that's like, I would compare it to, okay, I'm able to come into this forest of taller uh, more mature trees than than I am, and there's a certain amount of shade and and refreshment that comes from being around these people who've been walking with Jesus longer than I have. But during the week, I need to feed myself. I need that refreshment that we were talking about, and there is a reason that the scriptures are referred to as the bread of life, as living water. I need to develop the habit, the rhythms, the, the discipline of praying. I need when there are questions that I have or things that have dissettled me to lean on brothers and sisters in Christ who know a little bit more about the Bible than I do and can help me grow. I need in short, those basic 
wise disciplines and systems of growth and accountability that God describes all over the New Testament. So let me share you a little story. Uh, I used to be a woodsman in a sense. I started college that direction. And when you see in a neighborhood a, a strong storm going through, and sometimes you see trees toppled over, and you look at a woods, oftentimes branches at the top of the tree in the woods may break out, but the trees still stand. Yeah. And the reason is underground, the roots of the trees are all all tied together. And you just, it's so hard to dig up even a small tree in the woods because there's roots from all these other trees. They're all tied together. It's a natural network. And it's like big spider webs. And it makes each other strong. And that's the very point you're talking about. By ourselves, we can be toppled over. But when we're all tied together, we help each other. And that makes it significant as we think about our fellowship and what we do together. And that's just, again, another powerful illustration to why we need to study this concept of God's trees that he gives to us. So trust and obey. Well, we've talked about the trusting part. Yes. Why is obedience important? Yeah. So the way that Paul finishes that thought that I interrupted in Ephesians chapter 3, the the idea he's praying that we would have strength to comprehend the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and... He concludes the sentence that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Jesus said to his apostles in John 15, by this you will glorify my Father in heaven. If you are my disciples, you listen to me, follow me, and bear much fruit. And so the trust is the roots. The fruit is Obedience, right? Actually having life, actually having results that come as a a, a fruit of my trust. It's doing what God tells me to do out in the real world. So what if we split those words up, trust and obey, and what if we paint a picture? Here's a guy out here who trusts, but he doesn't obey, and here's somebody else that obeys But he doesn't trust. Yeah. So the first one would be what James describes as faith that is dead, right? You show your faith by your works, James reasons with us in James chapter 2. So to say that I have faith, but I'm not bearing the fruit of the Spirit, I'm not showing myself to be a disciple, well, Scripture itself tells us that that is dead. To say that, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to obey, but my, my heart isn't in it. I, I don't have faith. I would suggest to you, you won't obey very long, or you won't obey in the way God is calling you to. Absolutely. You know, that, that last person, he may obey out of fear. He may obey out of he has to, or he's trying to please somebody else, but his heart's not in it. And he's doing it for the wrong reason. And, you know, what what trust and obedience does, it, it demonstrates our love for Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, John 14, you will keep my commandments. Now, obedience is not a, a popular word today. And a lot of people don't like anybody telling them anything to do. Well, that's that's not the concept you get from the Bible. The concept of the Bible is that we are to be in subjection to one another and to the government, but above all things, to God. And we follow God because he knows what is best. 
And so a powerful concept, trust and obey, wrapped around this idea of trees in the Bible. And as we go on in coming weeks, we'll talk some more about some of these things and about how we see parallels to us and the trees. It's interesting when you see a tree that's been cut down. You look at the rings on a tree. Most of us know the rings mean the years. But you look at those rings, and some of those rings are really far apart. It's been a good growth year. Some of those rings are very close, and it's been a tough year. Some rings demonstrate where there's been a fire or some disease in that. And that's our, and that's our life. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's some times we've had some great periods of growth. There's been times there's been tough on us. We've been through some fires and we've had some spiritual diseases. But as long as we keep growing and trusting and obeying, we become what God wants us to be. Well, and we're excited for just about a month from now, an opportunity just to continue to be challenged and refreshed and to grow. Vacation Bible School is one of our favorite events of the year. This year it is scheduled for June 19th through the 22nd. We're excited to have Kenny Moore from Alabama come and present a series of lessons for adults, all revolving around this faith that we've been talking about. For our children, two years old through sixth grade, it's going to be Trust and Obey, Lessons for Life from the Trees of the Bible. You can find many more details about that at charlestownroad.org. Now, we don't have to wait a month to have those sorts of opportunities. Of course, this evening, Roger, at 7 o'clock p.m., you're going to be with a bunch of adults in the auditorium. And we're continuing our, our look in Proverbs as we talk about the lifestyle of honoring God. And we're going to talk tonight about being on the same page with God, walking through several Proverbs and just getting this idea that where God is, that's where I need to be. In our Building Blocks track of studies, we have been exploring who were the apostles. And this evening, we'll look specifically at how they are an indispensable part of the church's foundation. We would love to see you at 7 o'clock p.m. this evening. Roger, what about Sunday morning? Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about God is looking. We're going to look at several things that God is looking for and wrap around that phrase from the book of Ezekiel, a great little phrase that's used there. So we'd love to have you come and be with us. Sunday evening, Lord willing, we have a song service scheduled. We would love to have you join us at 5 o'clock p.m. We'll be reading scripture together. We'll be doing a whole lot of singing. Our theme is Rejoice in the Lord Always. There are lots of opportunities to be refreshed and encouraged the way that we've been talking about throughout this episode. We hope that it has been helpful to you. Roger, I appreciate you joining me here in the middle of the week. We appreciate all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. We'd love to see you at 7 this evening. We're already looking forward to Sunday. It is the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us. 